I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Ben Ferguson with you. The big announcement drop, Senator. Uh, Joe Biden announced with a massive live event huge audience at a sold-out auditorium that he was running for president of the United States of America today for re-election. It was a big crowd. Let's just, just kidding. No, none of that happened. It was a video that probably took about 100 hours to edit. You watched the video, Senator. Your initial reaction to this lackluster announcement. Well, they had three minutes for him to read from a teleprompter. I'm sure it took 100 takes to get him to read those three minutes. And his three minutes were, let's keep getting the job done. And I got to say, that is a weird message. I mean, you look at the last two years, the disaster of what has unfolded under Joe Biden. Let's take the economy. We have the worst inflation of our lifetime. So you have to go back to when you were a sparkle in your daddy's eyes and I was a little kid to find a time when the inflation was this bad. You have crime rates exploding across the country, murder rates, carjacking rates all over the country. You have the worst illegal immigration in the history of our nation. You have a relentless assault on our constitutional rights, on religious liberties, on the Second Amendment, on the right to life. And then, as bad as the domestic policy is, as bad as the foreign policy is, you you have a, a, a national security policy that is an utter disaster. Every single region of the world is worse. We are facing the first major land war in Europe since World War II. We are facing China stronger, North Korea stronger, Iran stronger, Cuba stronger, Nicaragua stronger every enemy of America stronger. And what does Joe Biden say? Give me four more years. Let's do more of this. Like, holy cow, how could you possibly want more of this? This is if Madison Avenue put together an ad campaign that had zero to do with substance. It could not have been more apropos for this announcement video than what we saw today. 
I, I rarely laugh at late night anymore, and you and I have talked about that before on this show. Uh, but last night, someone sent me the clip of Jimmy Fallon, and he said this idea that, you know, let's get the job done, like this slogan. He's like, you've had over 50 years, man. And the audience died laughing, a liberal audience sitting in, the, you know, with Jimmy Fallon. He's like, how much more time do you need to get the job done? You've been in office for 50 plus years. And real polling is backing up that joke and the sentiment of that. CBS News poll has uh, a a new poll out. And the question was, things in the U.S. are out of control. 72% of respondents said that things in the U.S. are out of control. Reasons uh, that you think things are out of control. 71% said Joe Biden uh, 75% U.S. culture and values, 85% the economy, and 88% state of U.S. politics. The fact that 71% say the top answer among those who are thinking that the reason's out of control, 71% say it's Joe Biden. The other thing that I think is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out is saying Biden is among the reasons things are out of control. 33% of Democrats Our our respondents said they believe the reason why things are out of control is because the guy they voted for, Joe Biden, is the president of the United States of America. You've run for election. You look at internal poll numbers. If you're Joe Biden right now or his team and you see 33 percent of your own party saying this, how concerned you have to be? They should be very concerned. Listen, Joe Biden was first elected to the Senate in November of 1972. In November of 1972, I was one year and 11 months old. I was not even two. I was, I assume, still wearing diapers. Ben, you weren't alive then. I was not. 81 baby. I I, I don't remember November of 1972, but Joe Biden charged in to Washington you know, it's interesting. Trivia question. You know how old Joe Biden was when he was elected to the Senate? How old was he? So the constitutional minimum to be a senator is 30 years old. Take a guess how old Joe Biden was. I'm going to guess right at 30 then. 29. There you go. He was elected at 29, and he turned 30 before he was sworn in. So he was a young guy, but he was a young guy when I was in diapers and you weren't alive. And he has been there since forever. Like 1972, he was there before disco. Like, and he's been doing this forever. And he's like, let's finish the job. Seriously, can you screw America anymore? Please do not finish the job of screwing America. And I'm going to ask a question, and I say this, Slightly tongue-in-cheek, but not much. If your objective, if you sat down and said, I've got a plan, I want to spend two years, I want to destroy this nation. Ben, what, what would you have done differently than Biden and the Democrats have done? If you're going to destroy the country, you do exactly what his administration has done, and they've done it to perfection. Look, it's actually a bizarre question. Because what we've seen, the assault on jobs, the regulatory assault, the assault on U.S. oil and gas production, the assault on our national security, opening up our borders and creating the worst illegal immigration in history, the assault on law enforcement, 
where do you think this crazy crime came from? Democrats saying defund the police, Democrats supporting George Soros DAs releasing violent criminals from jail. Uh, the assault on our fundamental constitutional rights, the assault on America as an institution, the assault on the Constitution, the assault on the Bill of Rights, the assault on, look, every enemy of America. Israel is a strong ally of America. Biden spent two years undermining Israel relentlessly. The United Kingdom is a strong ally of America. Biden spent two years under, undermining the UK. China is an enemy of America. Biden spent two years giving weakness and appeasement to China. Russia is an enemy of America. Biden spent two years giving weakness and appeasement to Russia, including waiving sanctions on Nord Stream 2. I say this in all seriousness. If your objective was to destroy the nation, I don't know what else you would do. Yeah, it's a great point. And the White House, by the way, they seemed lost as well about how they even got to the point where Joe Biden officially decided to run for re-election. I want to play that for you. Before we get that, though, I want to talk to you about your cell phone. If you're sick and tired of giving your money to woke companies that are fighting against your values and you're ready to start embracing companies that actually stand by your ideals, then you can switch your cell phone to Patriot Mobile and you're going to know that you are actually making a difference because they take a portion of your bill every month at Patriot Mobile as America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they stand up for and they support things that you agree with. We're talking about standing up for organizations that support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responders. That is why I want you to switch to Patriot Mobile. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team that makes switching easy as well. And Patriot Mobile, as the only American Christian conservative wireless provider, they offer you dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy this country. Make the switch today and make a difference with every phone call you make. Get free activation as well with the offer code VERDICT. Their number, 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash verdict. Use the promo code verdict for the best deals of the day, 878-PATRIOT. Senator, there was something also that happened that was very weird, and that was at the White House. White House press secretary, on the day that Biden announces he is going to run for re-election, this is her response to, like, how did he get to this decision? She didn't have an answer. Again, going to be very careful here. 2024 election. I actually don't have anything to share, uh, 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 like behind the scenes on his decision making. Uh, I think the president spoke to this himself when he was asked uh, before today uh, about his intention to run uh, and his plans to run. Um, and so I will refer you back to what he has said more explicitly when he had those interviews. So I don't, again, don't want to say uh, say much more than that. Say much more than that. Senator, it's almost like he didn't even know that he was running for re-election. They just threw a video together and said, say yeah. these lines, and the White House staff didn't even know about it either. Look, the reason that I think Biden is running for re-elect, I've actually thought for a year Biden would not run for re-elect because he is so obviously diminished. He's too old to run. The overwhelming majority of Americans know that he's too old to run. Um, his, we talked about it in the last pod, just even in the last two years, 
his mental faculties have declined massively. The reason that I think Biden announced that he's running this week is I think something has happened in the last 60 days, which is that I think Democrats believe Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. And that's changed. I I think 60 days ago, Democrats did not believe Trump was going to be the nominee. But the last two months have been very good for Trump politically. They have been not that great for Ron DeSantis politically. DeSantis' numbers have gone down. Trump's numbers have gone up. And I think where Democrats are, if they thought they were facing a new nominee, anyone, frankly, who is not Donald Trump, I think Democrats would jettison Joe Biden. They'd say, okay, this guy, we need someone who actually can count to 10 and and not get lost at about number six. But I think what Democrats have said, they believe Trump's going to be the nominee, and, and, and they hate Trump. They live in a world where everyone they know hates Trump. And so their, their view, I think, is, okay, if Trump is the nominee— We're not going to run on Joe Biden's record. We're not going to talk about Joe Biden's record. We're not going to talk about anything for the last four years. All we're going to talk about is our guy is not Trump. That's their whole campaign. And by the way, they did that in 2020. They'll do it even more. I think their plan right now is Joe Biden will not leave the White House for the entirety of the campaign. They'll hide him in the basement. He but they don't do have things. COVID this time, Senator, to hide him with. I mean, that was the excuse they don't last care. time. They, they don't care. This last cycle, 2022, they didn't have COVID. And yet Katie Hobbs, the governor of Arizona, never did a debate. Josh Shapiro, the governor of Pennsylvania, never did a debate. They hid from the process. I believe if the electoral race is Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, Biden will leave the White House three times in the next two years. They'll hide him in the basement. They'll put out a periodic video like this little video where they have lots of time. He can read a teleprompter, and when he gets proof lost, of life, right? <laughs> yeah, proof of life. Yes, that's exactly that. And then he'll do one or two debates where they'll pump him full of enough drugs that he will seem marginally competent. He'll give a speech at the Democrat convention, and that'll be it. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast. NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But behind the scenes, by the way, so people know, I love. I will, we'll, I'm going to pull back the curtain. Usually, is the center and I we will we will go over the show beforehand, and I'll play him the audio clips that I'm thinking about playing, so we're all set to go for you guys. Every once in a while, I hold one back because I don't want you to be able to to pre-plan for this too much. This is a real clip, Senator, from the White House press briefing today on a question. Does the president plan to serve all eight years? Listen to the White House press secretary's response to that question. Does the president um, plan to serve all eight years? I'm not. I'm just not going to get ahead of the president. That's something for him to decide. I'm just not going to get ahead of it. And we're, there's a 2024 uh, campaign. Anything related to that, I would refer you to that. All right. I'm going to get your raw reaction to that one. Like, holy cow, has there ever been a president? Imagine Donald Trump's press secretary being asked that. Imagine George W. Bush's press secretary being asked that. Imagine Barack Obama's press secretary being asked that. Imagine George W. Bush's press secretary being imagined, asked that. It says something that even Corrine Jean-Pierre, who has now reached the Hall of Fame for lying from the West White House press briefing room, she's like, oh, I can't answer that. Because she can't say with a straight face, this is a guy who can't find his shoes. She can't say that Five, six years from now, he'll still be president. This is all about they hate Trump, the entire Democrat strategy. There is no policy strategy. Look, they can't run on ideas. The economy, they've screwed it all up. Safety and security, they've screwed it all up. The courts, they've screwed it all up. Foreign policy, national security, they've screwed it all up. Their entire campaign is our guy is not Donald Trump. By the way, their new epithet, MAGA Republicans, which is a bizarre, I'm sure they focus group that like crazy. It all comes down to, we are Democrats, we hate Trump. That is their entire message. I think the key to winning, the key to winning the presidential, the key to winning the Senate this time around, the key to winning a bigger majority in the House, is to focus on ideas and issues people care about. Focus on how you make people's lives better. And it's not about screaming MAGA Republicans want to destroy the republic. Yeah, the White House was also asked, and I want to know your reaction. Do you think the media is going to be tougher on a candidate Biden? Uh, This was a question at the White House press briefing today about the president's horrendous economic record, the rising prices, foods, basic services. The list goes on and on. And listen, the White House is completely out of touch response to that basic question as well. So Americans are seeing, when we talk about the economy in general, Americans are seeing um, energy prices up 24 percent, including electricity, uh, since President Biden took office. Food prices are up 18 percent in the last two years. Manufacturing lost jobs for the last two months in a row. Uh, and inflation is outpacing wages for 26 months in a row. You, how does the president then sell to the American people to keep going with these economic policies? So look, again, going to be careful about 2024, anything that's related. No, no, I'm going to answer your question. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to answer your question. Just want to be, because you said moving forward, so just want to be very careful here. Look, 
The president always is very clear. When he talks about the economy, he always says, one of the things that he says very frequently is that when it comes to inflation, when it comes to a lowering cost, that is a priority for him, and he has shown to do that. And if you, you talked about inflation, annual inflation has fallen over the last nine months. It is moderating. That is something that we have seen from the data that, that has come out. Uh, wages are higher than they were nine months ago. Incomes are up and consumer spending is strong. But he under. Uh, I mean, you can hear her just rambling on there, Senator. He has a horrendous record on the economy. She's like, no, no, he understands he's doing a really good job. And understand clearly, if God forbid Biden is reelected, everything will get worse. Mark my words. If Biden's reelected, let me be clear. I don't think he will be. I think he will be defeated. I think the American people are fed up with the path we're on. But if he is reelected, we will see $10 a gallon gasoline. Remember this point. I hope that in a couple of years, you and I are not on verdict saying, let's replay the clip from this day. Because if we hit $10 a gallon gasoline, understand that's what the Green New Deal zealots in this administration want. We are facing the most fundamental assault. Listen, I get up every morning and I literally jump out of my bed. And and when I come home, when I land in Texas, when I'm in the airport, when I'm in a shopping mall, when I'm in a restaurant, people come up to me and they're like, holy cow, what's going on? And, and, and my sort of standard line, I laugh, I say, look, we're in a crazy time. As they say in the military world, it is a target-rich environment. But as I joke about that, the reality is I've never seen it this crazy in my entire lifetime. The reason I jump out of bed in the morning is, is I feel like I am going to the Roman Colosseum and I'm fighting the, fighting the barbarians. Like these lunatics, these Marxists, the radicals in the Democrat Party, they hate America. They believe the Constitution is immoral. They believe the Bill of Rights is immoral. They want to tear it down. That's a fight worth fighting. We're not fighting Ben over little stuff. We're not fighting over little details. We're not fighting over whether the top marginal tax rate is 1% higher or 1% lower. We're fighting over whether America remains a free enterprise country or a socialist country. We're fighting over whether we have a border or, or, or our nation is invaded. We're fighting over whether the Bill of Rights remains the fundamental liberties of Americans or those rights are given up. That is a fight worth fighting. You mentioned illegal immigration, and I think that's going to be a very center point of this election, especially with Trump being the front runner. Uh, he's obviously going to go back to border security and building the wall. The White House press secretary also got herself in trouble today when she was asked about the White House's failure at the border. Take a listen. So the State Department and the Department of Homeland Security will have more to share soon. As you know, the Department of Homeland Security shared uh, their plan uh, back in January, and we have seen from the data, we have seen uh, the uh, uh, that the unlawful immigration is down. And so the, what they have put forth, forth in their uh, protocol and their processes is working. Uh, but they will have more to share in the upcoming days or weeks. Just Senator, that's a lie. You've said this a hundred times on this show. You've said it on Fox News Channel. Lie. Yeah, 6.3 million illegal immigrants have crossed the border since Biden took office. And the White House press secretary, and I'm going to give you the quote exactly, quote, unlawful immigration 
is down. She said that at the White House podium today, lying to the American people. Every month, we are setting records for the highest rate of illegal immigration in history. Month after month after month, over 6 million people have crossed illegally. Corrine Jean-Pierre from the White House. And look, the White House is hallowed ground. There's an obligation to the American people to tell the truth. She stands there and lies on Joe Biden's behalf. She claims, as she said before, people aren't just walking across the border. Yes, they are every day right now. Whatever time of day you're listening to this podcast, they're walking across the border because they're doing it every minute of every hour of all 24 hours a day every single day, and she knows that, and she is lying. It is horrific. Our country is being assaulted. And, and, and listen, I, I don't get angry about this stuff often, but I am pissed off. And clearly, Senator, you're not the only one. Seventy percent of Americans don't want Joe Biden to run, yet here we are. He is the nominee for the Democratic Party. I want to move on to another important issue, uh, and that is an issue that uh, there's a letter that is going out from you, Senator, and Representative Jim Jordans uh, about the failure of the San Francisco Fed to watch what was happening with Silicon Valley Bank. Before we get into that, I want to tell you about my friends at Augusta Precious Metals. If you are sick and tired of being stressed out over what's happening in the economy with your retirement account, with your 401k, and you feel like you need to protect your hard-earned assets, especially if you're either close to retirement or in retirement, you need to call Augusta Precious Metals. If you've saved $100,000 or more, they're also going to give you free gold. Yes, a free gold coin. You're going to like working with Augusta Precious Metals. I work with them and I use them. There is no time to make up losses if you're close to retirement, and their goal is to preserve and protect your hard-earned dollars. Now, the other thing is the education side of things. Augusta Precious Metals does things very differently. Not only do you actually get a free guide to gold and silver and IRAs, but they do a one-on-one conference with you so that you can ask questions and understand how gold and silver can help you protect your dollars. Call Augusta Precious Metals and get that peace of mind. 877, the number four, gold IRA. 877, the number four, gold IRA, or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Say, I sent you, and they'll pay your fees for up to 10 years as well. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Senator, let's talk about Silicon Valley Bank, and let's do a quick recap of what happened with Silicon Valley Bank for everybody so they understand why you are sending this letter to the San Francisco Fed regarding this big tech liberal bank failure. Well, Silicon Valley Bank had enormous assets, primarily from venture capital firms in Silicon Valley, big tech firms that support Democrats that are exceedingly liberal. Silicon Valley Bank did not pay attention to fiscal stability, did not pay attention to actually having sound balance sheets. Indeed, here's an amazing thing. Silicon Valley Bank for eight months did not have a chief risk officer. They literally didn't fill that position. So their balance sheet was filled with government bonds that had an enormous maturity risk because the Fed had jacked up interest rates so much that the bonds were worth much less than Silicon Valley Bank had paid for them. But 
nobody at Silicon Valley Bank was actually looking at the books and trying to protect their financial stability because instead, you know what they did have? They did have a diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion officer. They did focus on ESG, on, on, on in, environmental and social goals. They were focused on left-wing virtue signaling, but not on actually watching the deposits, the deposits of their depositors. Now, it's one thing to have some Silicon Valley bankers who lose sight. But who are the regulators? Who's in charge of, of watching the fox in the hen house? Well, in the case of Sil- Silicon Valley Bank, it was the San Francisco office of the Federal Reserve. They, they were the bank regulators that had supervisory authority. And the San Francisco office of the Federal Reserve didn't do a damn thing, sat there while Silicon Valley Bank had this enormous exposure, this enormous risk. By the way, the San Francisco office of the Federal Reserve was engaged in the same nonsense, the same ESG, the same DEI, the same politically correct virtue signaling, instead of doing their damn job. So I'm the ranking member of the Senate Commerce Committee. I sent an oversight letter announcing an investigation into the San Francisco Fed's oversight of Silicon Valley Bank. The San Francisco Fed essentially said, go jump in a lake. We're not going to answer your questions. So I just recently teamed up with Jim Jordan. Jim is in the House of Representatives. He is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. And so the two of us together are demanding of Silicon Valley Bank, answer our questions. Did you know about this exposure? If so, why didn't you act? If you didn't know, why the hell weren't you doing your job? Why were you asleep at the switch? I can tell you, Ben, on top of that, I've also joined, this is going to surprise you, I've joined in bipartisan legislation with Elizabeth Warren to make the regional offices of the Federal Reserve subject to FOIA, subject to to the federal laws that makes them under the oversight of Congress and the American people. Right now, they're exempt from FOIA. And I got to say, it's an amazing thing that Elizabeth Warren and I are on the same page saying these Fed banks that are laughing at Congress, that are laughing at the American people, that are saying we are unaccountable, even though a multi-billion dollar cluster just unfolded on our watch, we need to hold them to account. Yeah, it's important legislation. Now the question is, who's going to block it and why? There are a lot of Democrats that wanted to protect Silicon Valley Bank because they were also, a lot of the people that had their money there were big donors of the Democratic Party. Absolutely. Is that going to be part of the politics that plays out in this? Unquestionably. And look, the dynamic we're in right now is Silicon Valley Bank, the Biden administration, ran to step in and do a multi-billion dollar bailout. Why? because the depositors were overwhelmingly politically well-connected left-wing Democrats. They were supporters of Joe Biden. They were supporters of the Democrats in the Senate and the Democrats in the House. And so immediately the White House said, all right, we got your back. You're fully covered. And by the way, when they covered that, they covered it from funds that are paid by everyone else's banks. So if you're not a politically well-connected venture capitalist in Silicon Valley, if you're a Main Street, if you run a dry cleaner, if you have a restaurant, if you have a car dealership, if you have a small business in in Main Street America, you're paying 
for the Democrat bailout of Democrat donors. And the press, of course, doesn't want to cover that, but it, it is completely indefensible how they've decided, all right, if you're a well-connected Democrat, we got your back. And by the way, one of the really negative consequences of this is we're seeing a flight of capital of individuals, of small businesses that have invested in, have their deposits in community banks, smaller and mid-sized banks, and a very significant number of those depositors are taking their money out and moving it to one of the gigantic banks because the lesson they've taken from Joe Biden's response to this is if you're a giant bank that's too big to fail, all the deposits will be guaranteed. But if you're a mid-sized or smaller bank, you're out of luck. And one of the great strengths of our economy is the thousands upon thousands of community banks we have. You look at other countries where they have three, four, five giant banks that bank everyone. America is blessed. We've got thousands, tens of thousands of banks at the community level. And Joe Biden is happy to bankrupt all of them and to benefit his buddies on Wall Street, the handful of giant banks. Quickly, for a for, for, for context point here, Senator, people that don't realize how the FDIC is supposed to work in insuring your depositors, your deposits, it's only up to a certain amount of money. And what happened with Silicon Valley Bank is it turned from a certain amount of money to unlimited money. And yes. that's the reason why you mentioned it. A lot of people are saying, all right, well, if I'm in a community bank or a smaller bank or a regional bank that doesn't have the political connections to these types of bailouts, I'm at much higher risk with my yeah. deposits than if I go to a woke bank or a massive bank like like many are, are switching over because you're not supposed to have unlimited funds secured in these banks. That's the whole point of having an up to amount, correct? Right. No, that's exactly right. When the FDIC was established, initially the threshold was 100000 That your deposits up to 100000 are, are are guaranteed by the FDIC, guaranteed by the government. That was, in recent years, upped from 100000 to 250000 Now, $250,000 is a lot of money. Most of us don't have that much money in cash in a bank. But the FDIC guarantees to everyone, whatever bank you're at, if you have $250,000 or less, your, your deposits are guaranteed. What happened at Silicon Valley Bank is you had depositors, both individuals and companies, that had millions of dollars, that had tens of millions of dollars, that had hundreds of millions of dollars. And the federal government stepped in and said, never mind the $250,000 limit. We're going to guarantee all of it. Even though the depositors didn't pay attention when their bank went eight months without a risk officer, when their bank was not watching the stability of their balance sheets. And listen, if instead of Silicon Valley Bank, this were Texas Oil and Gas Bank, this were a bank that, 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 that provided capital and liquidity to oil and gas drillers, the odds that the Biden administration would have guaranteed those deposits are 0.0%. This was political favoritism. This was, if you're political allies and donors to Democrats, we got your back. And if not, you're screwed. And by the way, if you're neither, if you're just an ordinary individual or small business, you know what? The fees that your bank pays into the FDIC are going to go up to pay for the bailout of these Democrat donors.
Yeah, it's almost like uh, the response that you mentioning the banks, that if it was a bank in Texas that was dealing with oil and gas, they'd be treated like the people were in Pennsylvania uh, when you had that tra- train derailment. And it was, oh, it was Trump country. It's conservative. We don't have to worry about them. And that's why so many people, like you said, are switching banks right now. That's also not good for the system. I, I want to go to something else as well that I think people need to know about and get on the radar screen. Uh, and that is the Biden administration's war on religion. Religious liberty is continuing, and I want you to give people the update about that. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Chuck. Now is the time to fight back against the war on losing your masculinity, and now you can do it with the Patriots at Chuck. They are here to help real men just like you maximize your masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. The male vitality stack, I've been taking now for several months, it works. It will help you get back what you're missing. If you feel like you just don't have that same energy level, you're feeling fatigued and tired at the end of the day, that is when you should take a look at Chalk. C-H-O-Q.com. You can maximize your masculinity today and up your testosterone levels 20% over 90 days. Go online to chalk.com, use the promo code BEN for 35% off any chalk subscription for life. CHOQ.com, use the promo code BEN for 35% off. Senator, let's talk about the Biden's war on religious liberty. It is unfortunately been a theme of their administration virtually the entire time. Uh, And now you are demanding answers after Walter Reed Medical Center. I had the privilege of going there uh, back when I was uh, working with the Bush administration to watch uh, President Bush go and see our men and women in uniform that had been fighting our wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, It is an incredible facility. And you're now demanding answers because Walter Reed Medical Center has ended a contract with a, a Catholic group, fill us in on that. Well, Walter, Walter Reed Medical Center is one of the premier military hospitals in America and in the world. And, and we have a great many of our veterans who are injured, who are ill, who, who are treated at Walter Reed. Now, one of the aspects of our military hospitals is that they have pastoral care. They have pastoral care because, look, people who are facing horrific injuries, people who are facing life-threatening illnesses— uh, they are naturally thinking about end of life. They're thinking about the, 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 the fate of, of, of their soul. And that has been an important part of caring for our veterans, caring for our active duty military from the beginning of the United States. Well, Walter Reed right now today does not have any Catholic pastoral care. So, look, Ben, you and I are not Catholics. Yeah. But there are millions of Catholics in America. There are a great many Catholics in our military. Walter Reed had a contract with the Holy Name College Friary, with a Catholic pastoral care organization that provided, if you were a Catholic, you were a service member, you were active, you were a veteran, you were at Walter Reed, and you needed to pray with a priest. You, you were facing death. You wanted your last rites they would have a priest who would show up and and provide Catholic pastoral care. And what did the Biden administration do? It it, it declined to renew its contract. So right now, there is no Catholic pastoral care at Walter Reed. That is outrageous. And by the way, Joe Biden says he's a Catholic. Like, explain to me why the hell 
a president who says he's a Catholic would preside over an administration that allows Walter Reed, a premier military hospital, to have zero Catholic pastoral care. It is wrong. And listen, do I think Biden knows about this? No, I don't think Biden knows what day it is. I don't think he knows what's going on. So I don't think this is his personal decision. But I think the zealots he's put in his administration hate people of faith. Part of it is the Democrat Party, when faced with a conflict, they have elevated the radical transgender ideology above all other groups. And so, because people of faith often have concerns about embracing either the radical transgender ideology or the radical abortion-on-demand ideology, the Democrat Party has decided faith is no longer acceptable. You know, you think back to John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy, a Democrat president, would have been chased out of the Democrat Party today because he was an observant Catholic. He believed in his faith. He defended principles of his faith. That is no longer allowable. And so I've sent a letter in my oversight capacity in the Senate to Walter Reed saying, why do you no longer have Catholic pastoral care Our servicemen and women deserve that. If they are Catholic, they deserve to have a priest. If if they're facing the end of life, they deserve to have last rites from a Catholic priest. And if the Biden administration valued religious liberty and religious faith, they would fix this and they'd fix this yesterday. As much money as we spend, you look at the national debt right now, and, and, and I go back to this. If they claim this is about money, right? Look at the national debt clock right now. We, we're at thirty-one trillion seven hundred six billion seven hundred two million. That's ninety-four thousand uh, dollars per debt per citizen, or two hundred forty-seven thousand per taxpayer. Don't tell me we can't afford this. I, my point is, apparently, this administration can afford anything and everything, and run the debt up to the point that I just mentioned. What is their excuse? Have you gotten one yet? So I have not yet gotten an answer from Walter Reed. But I'll bet dollars to donuts. It's not about money. They don't care about money. This is an administration that spent $7 trillion last year. They've blown the budget out. No no amount of money matters to them. This is about faith doesn't matter to them. And the problem is they filled this administration, not just at the cabinet level, but at the sub-cabinet level with zealots who despise faith. And so if you ask a radical left-wing zealot who hates faith, who hates Catholics, should we renew our contract with the Catholic pastoral care group? Their answer is, of course, no. And it's not money. They don't care about money at all. If you ask them, do you support creating a giant pile of money, pouring gasoline on it and lighting it on fire, they'd probably say yes. This is about not valuing Faith, not valuing people of faith, and having a deep-seated animosity of faith. And, and, and that is really inconsistent with who we are as an American people. Last thing, doesn't deal with politics, Senator. I'm learning this about you. Uh, I, this is my first season doing this podcast with you during the NBA playoffs, which means you're a night owl staying up late. Who do you like so far and you better at least mention my, my, my hometown Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I, I'm going to confess honestly. So I, I love hoops. Um, 
People, don't, I mean, you play several times a week. People may not know that. Yeah, I, I play twice a week. I play typically. Uh, I play Sunday evenings in Houston with some some good friends of mine, and then I play usually Tuesday afternoons. You and you and I are recording this late Tuesday evening. I will be playing at seven thirty in the morning on Wednesday from seven thirty to nine thirty. I'll play. I typically play twice a week: once a week in Houston, once a week in DC. Um, and listen, and that's I, your I, workout. That's your exercise. This is yeah. that's your passion. Yeah, I mean, I go to the gym and I lift also, but but. I, I much prefer, I like sports. I get bored. I hate running. Running bores me. I feel like a, a gerbil on a treadmill. <laughs> I like competition. You and I play tennis. We play tennis a number of times. Unfortunately, Ben is a thousand times better than I am because he was actually like a college tennis player at Ole Miss. Um, but I enjoy it. I'm, I'm a very mediocre tennis player. I am a slightly less mediocre basketball player. I was an okay. I was a, I was a mediocre high school varsity basketball player, and I would say at fifty-two, I've maintained those skills about the same. Um, but I got to tell you, the truth of the matter is, I am a die-hard Houston Rockets fan. The Rockets are out of it. Yeah, and and so I'm vaguely watching the playoffs, but I don't really give a damn if the Rockets aren't in it. It's like I'll watch the finals when they happen. But I'm not watching the, you know, you sent me a text the other day saying, holy crap, did you see Jimmy Butler's numbers? And I saw SportsCenter for a minute and I watched a little bit of it. But if the Rockets aren't in it, I find it, I'm hard pressed to watch the playoffs. Yeah, look, we'll adopt you. No problem. Grizzlies will adopt you for the playoffs. We're down right now to the Lakers. And I know you can't be a big Lakers fan. So tomorrow night, if you're bored, you should be rooting for my hometown Grizzlies. There you go. I like it. Senator, always a pleasure. Don't forget, we do the show Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Make sure you hit that subscribe or auto-download button so that you get every single episode. And we will see you back here in a couple of days. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.